Everything else good? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Let's hit it then. You all set? <clears throat> all yeah. set. All right. Better than you remember, episode three. We've got Steve Peterson. I'm Mike Moliterno. And joining us, special guest Greg Bartholomew, the owner of All American Cards and Comics. <laughs> Is that a question? Is that what it's, that's what it's <laughs> called, right? You you have to st- you have to phrase it in the uh, way of a question, but yeah, that's correct. Yeah, shops in Boardman and Warren, and also the creator of the Youngstown Comic Con. Thank you for for joining us, Greg. Oh, no problem. And today we are talking about Star Wars. And again, I don't think this one needs like super relitigated. I don't think it, we need to defend it from many detractors. They're pretty beloved movies, yeah. but kind of in keeping with the spirit of what we did with Indiana Jones, I think that upon rewatch, maybe there are things about these that are better in different ways or perhaps movies that, um, that, that get a little bit of grief that maybe are better than, than you remember. I think when you rewatch a series like this, uh, pretty much every time I rewatch it, um, my order of favorite movies shuffles a little bit. Has anyone, well, we'll start with you, Greg. Um, what do you? What are your thoughts on these movies? And don't tell us what your favorite ones are. We're going to do that at the end. But what are your thoughts on these movies? And and has your opinion of them shifted over time? Are you? Are we talking about all nine of them? No. Okay. <laughs> just, just the first three. Just the yeah. first three. We don't. Okay. Yeah, I know that those other movies exist, but right now they don't. Okay. Four, five, so, and six. Like, originally. So, yeah. Keep these. Three so it's nineteen eighty-three. Okay. Yes. 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 None of that other. So the emperor is emperor. He's not Palpatine. You know what I mean? He's just the emperor. All of that. Yeah. I, I mean, I love all three of them, but obviously I do uh, prefer them in a, some type of order if you, but my, I'm sorry, I'm stuttering, but my uh, opinion on the original three movies has been changed a little bit over the last 20 years or so, I guess, since they are on TV so readily now. As, as a series, you know, taking the whole trilogy as a whole, has, has your estimation of them grown or, or diminished in, in recent years? I think it's grown just even though we're not comparing the other six movies, right. uh, four, five, and six to me are, even if they wouldn't have made the other six, it's still one of my favorite trilogies of all time. And and the original New Hope is probably one of my favorite movies of any genre. Steve, when was when were these movies first, when did they first come to your attention and what did you think of them? Star Wars was introduced into our house uh, at some point in the 90s. I remember my brother got the box set on VHS, four, five, and six. I had no idea what it was because um, maybe we hadn't got on television yet or whatever, but um, I just remember enjoying it the first time. It was outer space. It was cool. There was, you know, laser swords and, you know, Darth Vader, obviously, was awesome. Um, but for some reason, I was never a big Star Trek fan, and my dad was, so we kind of didn't mesh on that. But um, no, Star Wars was great, and I think initially I was all for Han Solo, but as we watched them, I'd shift over and be like, "Well, Darth Vader's the coolest, so that's my guy." 
It, the, I, I had the exact same box that you had. That was the second way that I saw them because I originally had them. I had episode five and six on a VHS. I didn't have New Hope at first. But oh. I think the box set that you're talking about, that had some alterations to it, didn't it? I think so. Uh, this might have been... I'm not sure. 90, 94, 95, that came out before the redos hit the theater in like 96, 97. Yeah. yeah. There were some there changes, were some but not, change. yeah. right, but not the huge changes that they did when they re-released them to the theaters. Right. right. It, the casing, I remember, it was, uh, you know, it was, it held all three tapes. Mm -hmm. It was like a gold sort of look to it. It was, you know, a classic look. Yeah. Well, let's go ahead. Is there, um, is there anything else anyone wants to talk about as far as these movies before we get into uh, voting on the different categories here? I could say before I went and saw the movie in uh, the summer of 77, the trailers for the movie, you really didn't get an idea, at least as a 10-year-old, of what was going on because uh, they didn't show a lot of the major characters. I mean, I remember the 30-second commercial, the first thing was, R2-D2 and C-3PO jettisoning out of uh, that spaceship with the plans for Leia. And I thought the bad guys were going to be the Tusken Raiders because they showed that in the commercial more than anybody else. And then you're watching the movie going, hey, this isn't anything like the trailer that they put out. But, you know, by the end of it, you're like, wow, that was, especially for a 10-year-old, it was great. So I remember the first day of fifth grade because I had seen it in late July, or early August. Mr. Fulton's class and all we talked about was Star Wars for the first week. Not with yeah. Mr. Fulton, but with, you know, all of my buddies. So did but, Mr. Fulton see it? <laughs> I don't know if he did or not. I, I don't think that was his cup of tea because he was more of a, he, he was a music guy. So, you know, I'm sure he voted for Annie Hall to win best picture that year. So uh, <laughs> okay. yeah. I can't believe Star Wars didn't still yeah. bitter. Well, he should have gone for the music. It's one of the most iconic scores of all time. Yes. Yeah. And I was always surprised uh, to find out, again, upon rewatching them, that the, uh, the Imperial March isn't in the first movie. That doesn't make it an appearance until the second movie. Hmm. Yep. I always just kind of assumed John Williams, like, like, just it was the same score for every movie. You know what I mean? Like, he had pretty, basically done it for New yep. Hope, and it was just like, yeah, and then I tinker with this for this scene. But no, there's like, there's whole themes and things that are introduced in each movie you know so the yoda theme for example which is awesome you know uh, but i digress all right let's get into some categories here so basically what we're going to do is we're going to talk about we're going to break down some things that reoccur in each of the movies we're going to vote on which ones we think are the best we're going to tally that up then we're going to rank these movies from from the ones we, the one we like least to the one we like the most. Then we're going to see how that kind of compares to, you know, which ones we thought had the best of all of these things. So that's how we're going to do. We're going to start off with um, the best opening, and I'll give you some nominations. Um, and Greg, why don't you go ahead and take this one since you are the the elder statesman, elder statesman. of the of the Star Wars <laughs> universe here. So we're going to go with best opening. So you've got Darth Vader, you know, chasing down Leia, coming in there. Obi-Wan Kenobi, you're my only hope, that whole thing. Uh, then we've got Empire Strike Back. We've got uh, Luke getting attacked by the Wampa on Hoth. And then, obviously, Return of the Jedi. You've got the whole sequence at Jabba's Palace. So, I mean, the opening sequence, the opening, you can kind of go um, 
I don't know that that in Empire that goes all the way to the Battle of Hoth, but maybe because the Jabba Palace sequence goes on for quite some time. So I'm, that's open to debate. I guess we can just start. Uh, I would say those are the main things that happen at the beginning of the movie. That kind sure. of sets the pace. Battle of Hoth is in there then, sure. So what do you got? What do you got, Greg? Oh, New Hope, not even close. Really? For me, yeah. I, that opening scene, I remember sitting in the theater and he comes busting through that that door and, you know, the progression of it up until he uh, they find Leia and start interrogating her. I mean, that just set the tone for not over, only that whole movie, but I think for the whole trilogy because they come out and establish Darth Vader is maybe not the most, the, the main or antagonist in the first movie, along with Graham Off Tarkin, obviously, you know, the other person in the later movies. But I, I just remember sitting there going, man, this is a bad dude. And he kind of reminded me of Dr. Doom, you know, man behind a metal mask, uh, referring to some comic books and that. But I, I thought New Hope's opening was the best, I think, of any of the movies. See, it's, it's interesting because if you watch the first one, in a bubble. Darth Vader is, he's a bad guy, but he might just be sort of a thug. Right. You know, he doesn't come off as he's the villain necessarily. He's, you know what I mean? He's the guy that you got to beat up, but he's probably not the boss when you get to the end of that video game level. No, you know what I mean? He's the right. guy you got to kill to get to the boss. Right. He's the enforcer. Right. Right. What about you, Steve? Uh, I enjoyed six, the opening sequence there. I liked, uh, Jabba the Hutt's uh, palace, palace, I guess they would call it. Um, I just think it's so great that uh, they kind of like sneakily got in, got Han out of the carbonite, and the rest continues. Um, the whole Sarlacc pit thing was great. Luke is, he's all tuned up. You know, he's a master Jedi. So I'm ready to wrap this story up. So. I am also going to go with Jedi, actually. Although um, Empire is a close second, the Battle of Hoth and all that. I'm going to go with Jedi because that sequence, I think, has so many tiny little world-building moments in it that that are kind of really subtle. But like the the outside of Jabba's palace, when the little frog like eats the the other little bug. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's just like oh, that's cool. Yeah. Or, I can't or remember, like, was that the original or was that something they added? No, that's in there. Okay. That was in there, yeah. Like you said, there's been so many different versions. I can't remember what was original right. and what was added on. But, I mean, from the, the monsters that you see, the Sarlacc, the Rancor, the, the, um, them torturing the droids down in the basement, all of these new creatures that you see, like it's the cantina scene times ten. There's just everywhere you look is something you've never, ever seen before. Jabba the Hutt looks fantastic. And I especially love that um, when Vader first arrives at the Death Star, it's one of the first times you get to see sort of the military infrastructure of the Empire. You got to see like conference rooms and things like that, or maybe the bridge of one of the Star Destroyers. But this seems like this is where they're actually all gathering. Do you know what I mean? You, mm -hmm. you kind of get the idea that it's just not a bunch of people on separate ships. There's a command structure and it, obviously you know that, but this is the first time that you ever actually see them all just parading 
for Darth yeah. Vader. Gather, you know what I mean? And it's, it's, you can tell it's a set. It looks fantastic. And I just love the whole Java sequence. I think it's, I think it's just great. It has problems, but it's, well, one problem I love we it. didn't have was Princess Leia. No. We'll get into that later. <laughs> <laughs> That puts it over the top. No, but uh, <laughs> but I mean, Jabba, you've been hearing about him for three movies, and then he delivers. He's amazing. He looks awesome. His little thing that he's eating frogs. Yep. Salacious Crumb makes that whole scene, you know. <laughs> is that the guy with the, that's the, the little, little chirpy goblin guy. guy? Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With the sinister laugh. Every time somebody dies, he's sitting there cracking up. <laughs> but I just love everything he about that. He was my that. favorite part of that scene. Okay. Well, Jedi takes uh, opening. Sorry, Greg. That's okay. All right. Temple of Doom's still the worst Indiana Jones movie. <laughs> oh, <yes. laughs> oh no! There's no way we're gonna. Number we're four gonna... was number four was better than number two. Number four was better wow. than number two. Yes. What? Oh <laughs> my God! I just realized what you said. If anyone doesn't know what we're talking about, go back and watch our rankings no. of the Indiana Jones movies. Oh, by the way, uh, Steve, Josh just watched that over the weekend. Didn't even finish it. It said it was irredeemable. Oh, Lord. There's no way number four is. Are you serious? Do you think four is better than two, Greg? I hated number two. Oh, my God. <laughs> I didn't even see it in the theater when it came out. Well, then you need to go rewatch that movie. I've, I've seen it a million times. but Maybe I, it's better than you remember. Yeah, I uh, it is. Oh my gosh! I don't you guys even in your understand. Mandela effect. I don't even understand you. I don't. Okay. Oh my gosh! I don't see how that's even possible. Well, thanks for watching, everyone. We've had a great time here, Greg. Thanks for being on the show I'm today. Like, no, no, no. You know what? Ranking the, the Indiana Jones movies part two. two. Yeah, oh, no. I'll come back. No, this is just. You know what? You're going to see me get up out of this chair, and all of a sudden, I'm going to appear in Greg's little <laughs> little video square right there. I'll right. be like at the Apollo, get the Sandman come here and sweep me out. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're wrong about that one. Okay. <laughs> let's get, let's move on. I've been oh, saving that the whole day. I got to calm down. <laughs> Man. All right. <laughs> oh, I just, I got to, I got to keep my mouth shut. We're going to sneak it off. <laughs> <laughs> here we go. Okay. Best ending. Now, do we want to go, um, do we want to do just the very, very endings, sort of the wrap up, or or do we want to like go kind of with the full battle lead up to the ending? I think you know that's I mean? fair. Do, a, do like a lead up to the ending. So kind of, you know, Luke taking out the Death Star, Luke and Vader fighting, mm -hmm. and then basically Luke and Vader fighting again. Right. Yeah. You want to go, Steve? Yeah. Um, it's definitely the first one. Episode four, um, I mean, you did it. You blew it up. And from what we know at this point, only have seen that one episode, that's the end of the story. Everyone on the Death Star is dead. We've done it. We won. <laughs> well, Vader's not dead. Well, no, but we went and did what we wanted to do. What about you, Greg? I agree 100%. Um, I remember watching... When I did watch it in the theater, you didn't know there was going to be a sequel. Okay, they left a little bit open when Darth Vader went and flew off into the middle of space, but we never thought there was going to be a second movie or you know a third movie at all. And so, like Steve said, once it was done and over, you're sitting there cheering. You know, you got your hands up like, "Yay, we did it!" You know, and it, 
didn't see Han coming, at least when you're 10 years old, you didn't think he was going to come back and save the day. But I remember, you know, yoo-hoo, all right, kid, you know, and Luke shoots the uh, two photon blasters and busts everything up. And you never saw an explosion like that on a movie screen, at least in a science fiction movie, because the special effects back then were not as good. And Star Wars came out and really push the envelope on special effects because you had science fiction movies that came out after that, like Close Encounters and the Star Trek movies and even the Superman movies before 1980. And they were a step down, at least visually. But I mean, just the feeling I had at the end of New Hope was way, way stronger than Empire or Return of the Jedi. I don't agree with you guys. I got a different one, but I have, I have two oh, tiny little nitpicks with that you're one. Gonna, I know what you're going to pick because it was terrible. <laughs> what? <laughs> no, 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 no. But I never understood why Luke and the other attackers didn't just fly per- perpendicularly toward the little hole. Instead yeah, why, of come down coming, the, uh, why come to the, down the alley the, where all the guns were? And then you have to shoot sort of a curve. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You have to throw like a knuckleball into there like why not just fly directly at it do you get what i'm saying yeah because well then you saw that how they made those with the models and that and it was you know made it that much cooler but yeah why didn't they just come straight down into it and shoot from yeah 90 you know 180 degrees straight line to 90 degree angle and it and it, it always sort of bothers me a little bit in the star wars movies where everyone who just has like you know, hey, Dak, how's it going? Or, hey, Wedge, that guy, all they need is one shot and their whole ship explodes. <laughs> but, like, Luke, Vader, like you said, Han comes back. Han tags, tags Vader, but, you know, he just kind of spins around. He's whenever, whenever it's a main character, somehow it's always a glancing blow or they've got some kind of shield they never really explain that makes sure that they're okay. You That's know. the George Lucas effect. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, I'm going to go with, uh, I don't know how you guys don't go with the ending of Empire. With, uh, I mean, how do you, that's got to be one of the great endings of all time. The, the Darth Vader reveal alone is amazing, but it's also an epic, epic uh, lightsaber battle. You know what I mean? It, I liked it better than Return of the Jedi. Han very, is frozen. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I'm going to go with. Uh, it, it's not very finite. I think that's why I like uh, New Hope better than I like Empire. Yeah, you could have just ended it at New Hope and just exactly. Again, on the end of five, though, we assume that Ben Kenobi just lied to Luke about his dad. So again, if that's the ending, you're left wondering what's going on. Well, well there can't a- be an ending after after <clears throat> five. That's just you can't end it there, right? Obviously, but it's just like really. I, you know, if I'm like in that timeline back in Greg's days, like at the end of five, well, what's going on here? You know, you're still waiting for the next movie and you're not going to figure it out until they come back as force comes and say, well, from a certain perspective, no. Yeah. And what would have happened to Luke if he wouldn't, if Leia wasn't his sister and he was just hanging off of that antenna? for the rest of eternity after yeah, he they fell didn't down have the like that connection <laughs> connection he's just, just laying there stuck up yeah. here i guess <laughs> exactly they right just left me here <laughs> yeah it's like how did that shoot just magically open up that he dropped into and it's that's that was even 
when I saw it the first time, I'm like, that's kind of odd. It's an odd way to get rid of trash. Trash, right. Yeah. And plus you'd think, why is there an antenna there? It's going to get damaged by all of the falling trash. trash. Do they just let it fall off into space? Is yeah. there a city below them? Good luck, everybody else. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it was weird. Yeah. All right. But anyway, moving on. So uh, New Hope takes best ending. Next category. Who wore it best? Chewbacca, Jabba the Hutt. Greg. <laughs> wore what? That's exactly <laughs> right. <laughs> Who wore it best? <laughs> what, I'm going to yeah. go with Jabba only because he had Slave Leia attached to him. Sure. Yeah. I just thought, like you had said earlier, I thought once they showed Jabba and his grandeur and, you know, splendor, uh, he was a very impressive uh piece of Jim Henson magic there, as I like to call Return of the Jedi. What do you think, Steve? Oh, I'll go for Chewie. Chewie's Chewy. my boy. Why? He's got a lot of luxurious hair. See, I'm going to go with Jabba because he didn't even need the little tool belt thing. You know what I mean? He went full on birthday suit and he, and he oh, made he's, it he's not fighting, though. He's just bossing people around. He doesn't need to. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Big is beautiful. Here he is, you right. know. I, of all people, won't disagree, but I'm still going for Chewie. <laughs> all right. Jabba the Hutt, best naked character in the trilogy. <laughs> best unnamed character. Now, these people probably have names. I'm sure that they have been novelized or something, but I'm just going with, you know, uh, these these random guys that pop up, and they, may, they probably don't even have a line. I'm going to go with uh, Lando's second guy, The uh, basically the – the reverse LeVar Burton yeah. from uh, Star Lobot? Trek, dude. <laughs> yeah. Lobot. Okay. Is that his name? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Greg's about to take you to school. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. I'm sure these guys are all credited. They have names, but they're never said like in the movie. So I don't know. Yeah. So yeah. Before we, we vote, that was the most frustrating thing is you would see these people. They wouldn't talk. They didn't have a name, but then they came out in the toy line and you're like, how was this guy named IG-88? Because they never said what his name was in the movie. Right. And you're sitting there looking at the Kenner, you know, display on who's on what, you know, tier. You're like, oh, that's who that is. You, you didn't even know the names back then. Yeah. All right. So we're going with uh, Lando second, Lobot, I guess. Nope. That's a <laughs> Lobot, sure. We're going to go with uh, uh, pig guy that picks a fight with Luke in the cantina. <laughs> Yeah, the oh, guy he's... with kind of beaver teeth and a pig nose. I don't like oh, you yeah. either. I don't like yeah. you. He actually has lines. <laughs> You'll and be then, dead. Right. And then we're going to go with the owner of the Rancor. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to – I'll start this one off. I'm going Rancor owner. I don't care who you are. You always remember that guy. He has no lines. He's in the movie for 10 seconds, and everyone always notices the Rancor owner. And it, I think it's such a – Beautiful touch to have this dude who's just so devastated that his poor Rancor pet has just been killed. And he's sitting there literally crying into the arms of this other guy who's consoling him. I, lo I love that guy. I'll agree 100%. That's probably <laughs> okay. the best unnamed character. It's just a, it's a sweet moment. It is. <laughs> I'll agree with that too. All right. <laughs> I, like how they, I like how they had him. I don't know if he was like this naturally, but he had like those Marty Feldman eyes too, because he was kind of cross-eyed, you know, and he's crying and whimpering and yeah, 
I remember actually uh, when I did see that the first time, I felt bad for that guy because his pet <laughs> got squished. I know. That's funny. We're moving on to best place to have a drink after work. We're going with the cantina, Jabba's Palace, or the Ewok Tree City. Where would you like to go have a drink after work, Steve? Uh, I have to say Jabba's Palace. That place just seems so cool. That's like the place to be. And there's nap time. Well, that's true. Yes. Do you know what I mean? After you're siesta. done drinking your beer, you take a, yeah, a little siesta. I'm yeah. on board with that. Okay. What about you, Greg? Um, I'm going to use my inklings from my old hometown. I was more of a dive bar guy, so I'm going to the cantina. Ah. Being from the west side of Warren. Uh, I do like Joppa's <clears throat> Palace, but I would, I probably hung out with more people that I identify with in the cantina. So, see, I'm also going to go with Joppa's Palace. I'm just thinking there's entertainment. Somebody's going to get eaten. You get to see who Joppa's new slave woman is. You know what I mean? There's a band, awesome music. And then at the end, you know, business is always going on. The band was better than Joppa's band. Well, just like dive bars in Warren, there's yeah. one band that plays the same music. Right. <laughs> the can uh, uh, yeah, Cantina in the original one, you know. They yeah. had a they had uh the lady dancing, the whole thing. It was they they were really putting on a show. Plus, business is going to get conducted. People are going to show up and just start selling other people for bounties and stuff. Always Pawn something shot first. Yeah, always something happen. <laughs> well, that's in the Cantina. I'm talking about Java, but oh, there's always John. something going on. And at the end of the day, you get to. Yeah, you but know, security there was terrible. Well, not. You're not. I mean, how does Lando and Lando, you know, sneak in? Uh, their, their door people were terrible. If they don't have the <laughs> Jedi mind trick, then you're, you're pretty good, yeah. you know? And, and you get nap time. Every, at the end of the night, everyone gets to go to bed. <laughs> I never understood the nap time. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. More bars should start doing that. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> Best vehicle. This is one of your uh, your categories, Steve. So I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna let you lead it off. But the what we've got here are the Millennium Falcon, got the X-wing, the Tie Fighter, got the Land Speeder. We're talking about those little bikes in Jedi, right, Steve? Yeah. The ATAT or the ATSD, and the Star Destroyer. I'm gonna say X-wing. I think that's the coolest vehicle if, if i if i have to choose something to fly i mean the millennium falcon is awesome but the x-wing the wings turn into the x you've never seen that in any you know way shape or form but now it's here and it looks sweet i don't see how you go without you go with anything other than the millennium falcon it's also it's also your house you know what i mean if you got to go to the dagobah system and you're in the x-wing you're cramped, man. You're like in a little Volkswagen Beetle, basically. There's no cup holders. There's no nothing. You got to go to other galaxies. It's like, you know what I mean? The Millennium Falcon. You get your you get your uh, your sidekick there, Chewie, to take the wheel for a little bit. You take turns taking naps. You know what I mean? You got your little lounge area and stuff. It's 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 an RV. Uh, it's a, yeah, it's, it's the it's space the, RV. <laughs> it's, it is. It's the RV of the Star Wars world. Yeah. If and you're it has guns. Guy, I'm not going to hate on you, but no, I'm just saying it. You know, it's it's it, it's multi-purpose. What do you got, Greg? I can't believe that a guy named Mike would vote for the Millennium Falcon when Mike's place in Kent has an X-wing out front, and I'm going with the X-wing because I always thought in all the movies I thought that was the coolest. I mean, you've got to love the Millennium Falcon, which is a you know a unique ship on its own, but 
I mean, when you got the X-Wing toy, you pushed on R2's head, and, the, and like Steve said, uh, you know, it, it popped open. And I don't know. I thought it was uh, sleek. Like, he, like Steve said, it was sleek. It was fast. Um, it was consistent in all the movies, too. I mean, look what happened to the poor Falcon and Empire. I mean, it kept breaking down. And, uh, but I, I like the X-Wing. Yeah, the other ones I'm not like that big of a fan of. Tie fighters seem too delicate, and that sound's got to be annoying. Do you imagine what that sounds like in the cabin of one of those things? <laughs> yeah, just Hawk screaming. Gotta be, yeah, I never understood as a kid. I never understood the noise that it was making. I'm like, how did they record that noise? It's just some guy screaming into a microphone. Just, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it had to go along with Vader with his deep breathing the whole time. Well, his ship should sound bad too. Walkers are completely unwieldy, and I'm I'm still not convinced how those land speeders work because I never see them doing anything. Somehow they're turning those things, running into trees. There's no like yeah. there's no steering or anything. They're just their hands never move. Yeah. Somehow they they steer them though. I never understood. All right, X-wing takes it. Here's another one of your categories, Steve. Best lightsaber. We have Anakin's, the blue one. Darth Vader's red, and we have Luke's reconstructed, or not reconstructed, Luke's new lightsaber from episode six, the green lightsaber. Does anyone care about this? Why do you want this, Steve? Uh, because it's the <laughs> weapon of a Jedi, and they're awesome. All right. Laser sword. All right, well, then what's your fit? What, what do you got? Well, it's Darth Vader's. It's just cool to see the full layout of Darth Vader, and of course, it's going to be this badass looking red saber okay i like the blue one i don't know it's 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 maybe it's because it's blue it's cool looking mm. you know what i mean yeah it just looks neat. I, I have a question for you guys real quick how exactly how sharp is the lightsaber because i always just assumed the lightsaber was basically like wolverine's adamantium claws like it's just gonna go through anything i mean han doesn't seem to have very much trouble cutting into the belly of the Tauntaun. But then other times, again, when it counts, like, you know, if Luke clips Darth Vader, he, he hits him with a good shot at the end of Empire, and it just kind of scratches his arm, sparks a little bit. He's okay. Like, well, I would think that thing would go... off in six, so... Yeah, well, but again, you know, he hits him good. I would think it would cut that arm clean off, go into his chest, you know. I just, I I'm, I'm unsure Darth how Vader they has armor. work. That's exactly. all I'm saying. Tauntauns don't have armor. They seem like, like, <laughs> I get it, but yeah, whatever. They seem, you know, they seem to be able to go through anything when they need to. And then when someone's life's on the line, they seem to be able to be stopped. I was just curious. I don't know. Food for thought, whatever. What do you got, Greg? Uh, Darth Vader red. That's my favorite color. Now, it just, the scene in Empire with it glowing with, you know, because it was kind of shaded so dark when they were fighting that, I thought that was the, the coolest, so. I love when he just uh, throws it at Luke, too, in yeah, Jedi. Yeah, he gets all yeah. pissed off. Here you go. It's like throwing a chainsaw at somebody. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just like, oh, how do you not just, <laughs> yeah. Goodness. Plus, why didn't Luke just pick it up? Now he has two lightsabers. Darth Vader's not thinking. He was Luke. Does he know how to use two lightsabers? <laughs> Original trilogy, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying. Had to continue his training. Yeah. Okay. 
Well, now that we've done that, we got to go to fight. This one, I think, is sort of a no-brainer. We've got Obi-Wan versus Vader. You've got Luke versus Vader in Empire and Luke versus Vader, the rematch in Jedi. Does anyone want to take this? Why don't you, Mike? I don't... Luke versus Vader in Empire Strikes Back. I, I think it's. I think it's the yeah, best... I think it's the best fight in all of them. I love everything about it. I love uh, Luke using his force to grab his lightsaber back, shooting the the like steam thing in Vader's face, kicking <laughs> Vader. I love him jumping up into the thing. I love when Luke's just walking around and all of a sudden you hear real quick Darth Vader breathe and he just comes out of nowhere and he's just hacking at him and then yeah. starts throwing stuff at him. It's just, I think it's great. Yeah, I think we're all agreeing yeah. on that. It's no question. Like, Nobody. Has I don't think any... that's a conversation. Well, <laughs> There's one category that didn't need to be talked about. All right. <laughs> Nobody has any other thoughts on that then? No way. Well, how about how, how crappy the, the fight in New Hope was? Well, you knew what was going to happen. <laughs> it was very climactic. It was kind of surprising that he just sort of vanished, though. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Again, that's one of those like world building situations where we don't know how, you know, the force works exactly. So, well, yeah, Han, just use the force. That's not how it works. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> in, in, my, in my book, though, um, the one from Jedi, that, that lightsaber battle is, is my second, though. I absolutely love it when Vader finally gets Luke so pissed off that he just comes charging at him and the camera starts dollying under those stairs and John Williams starts doing his magic with the <laughs> choirs and everything. Yeah. That's just, that's great. Yeah. He just starts hacking away. Oh yeah. That's he great. gets in touch with his anger. He does. Yeah. <laughs> Good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay. Best creature. There's a bunch of these, but, but I think there's only a few real, real contenders. The garbage monster in uh, New Hope. The Asteroid Worm from Empire Strikes Back. Craig, you probably know all of these things' names, but I, I'm just going I, by. I don't know, yeah. What is his name, Bill? Yeah. <laughs> the Dagobah Swamp Monster. You only, you only see him for a second. The, uh, the Wampa, I think. Is that the snow monster that attacks yeah. Luke? And then we're gonna go with the Rancor and the Sarlacc. Who wants to take it? Well, I know you don't like the Sarlacc. Uh, no, no, no. I never said that. I, we've had a conversation in the past where it was a mysterious thing, and you're like, this is the greatest thing ever. I don't and like what Lucas did to it. I don't, yeah. like how him, I don't like him messing with it. I yeah. liked it when it was this mysterious pit that sort right. of had little teeth. Something and, you never saw yeah, was better than- One tentacle you know, came out, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't like it when he gave it a beak. Or a burp. <laughs> what about the burp? <laughs> yeah. Well, the burp was in, wasn't that yeah, in the original? It was the original. Yeah, yeah. It just kind of vibrated a little and burped. Yeah, that was great. I love that. Yeah. No one wants to go first? I will go first. Um, I'm going to say Wampa. I like it. Oh. Uh, it's just a, you didn't really think a creature like that would have it in its nature to capture someone and 
you know, hold them hostage, essentially, frozen on their ceiling. How does he do that? <laughs> I have no idea. This always but bothered me. How did he time, do that? Did he hold him upside down <laughs> for an extended for period hours? of time? Yeah. That'll do. That's a load-bearing human. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> Just set, him, set a rock on top of him. I yeah. don't know. We'll in a different him. context, in a different context, he's kind of cuddly looking. What do you think, Greg? I think the one that I liked the most and I thought was the most mysterious was the uh, one-eyed monster in the uh, garbage pit in New Hope. Oh. I remember when I saw the movie the first time, you're sitting there just wondering what's going to pop up, you know, because the scene was done so well. I do like the Wampa a lot, and I like when Luke hits him with the uh, lightsaber. He hits him like in the elbow but his whole arm falls off or it was the other way around and there was no blood you know there was some blood and you're like oh look at that fake arm just laying on the snow there and then the guy runs out it's like okay but later in the movie you can't take off vader's arm i still don't know why luke ran out after you know it's like i'm gonna go back out in the cold yeah that's (laughs) what i thought too yeah (laughs) just kill that thing you got shelter i like the i like the one-eyed uh the one-eyed garbage monster well i'm gonna go with the rancor just because it looks awesome Back to the uh, Rancor. For stop motion, that thing holds up. It still looks awesome today. Yeah. I think it's great. And then I have I have one question, or it's just something that I think's always never made sense to me, is the Sarlacc. When they're they're threatening them, they're going to throw you into the, the Sarlacc where you'll be slowly digested over a thousand, thousand years. years. Just like, won't I starve to death first? Yeah. <laughs> like, what, what do I care? I'm not going to be around for 99.99% of that. 127 you know I mean? hours this. <laughs> yeah. It's I'll be like, dead in three weeks. <laughs> how do you know that? It just seems like it's impossible to verify. Biggest, Lucas, stop touching the movie scene. And you guys, feel free to add nominees, too, if you have other nominees. I should have said that at the beginning. We're going to go with adding Jabba to the New Hope. The uh, Him tampering with the Wampa in Empire Strikes Back. Jabba's Palace. All the, all the shenanigans that go on there. And the ending of Jedi also. Getting rid of Yub Nub and replacing it with a new song. And replacing, adding Hayden Christensen in there at the end. Here's here's something. This is this is true. <laughs> this is George, true, Greg. I love you, but please. <laughs> this happened a week ago. I texted Steve when this happened. We were, my daughter, who's three and a half, is watching Return of the Jedi. She's finally made it to the end of Return of the Jedi. She's never seen any of the prequels. She loves these movies, but she never watched Jedi all the way through. We get to the end. This is the newest version, you know, because I got a digital download or whatever. The Death Star explodes and it starts cutting to all of these other locations where everyone's celebrating. I swear, my daughter looked at me, mm-hmm. confused as could be, and said, are we still watching Star Wars, Dad? <laughs> could not figure out what was going on. Here's this three-year-old, knows nothing about Lucas tampering with these, knows nothing about any of that, but immediately went, this doesn't work. Immediately was taken out of the movie by these extra scenes. Just what the hell is going on? That was the adult that it was child. It was three-year-old for what the, you know, I agree with your (laughs) (laughs) three-year-old. Yeah. She's a smart kid. Yeah. So who's got, uh, who's got, what's the most egregious one or does someone have one that we didn't, uh, didn't put in there? I mean, you're going to get the uh, purists about them fixing the cantina scene in 
New Hope with Han and Greedo, but right. that ending scene in Jedi's just, uh, okay, it's over, good. <laughs> you know, it was like, when I saw, what, when they retouched that, I was just like, are you kidding me? I had the same, same feelings your three-year-old did. I'm like, this is just, uh, what are you, you're just trying too hard. And then when Christensen showed up on the, you know, the last scene, I'm like, you actually gonna use this guy? I mean, are you serious? I'd rather see Jar Jar up there than, you know. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. That'll be in another edition later. Yeah. <laughs> so you're going with the ending of Jedi? Oh yeah, the ending of Jedi, yeah. I think Jedi definitely gets it the worst yeah. of any of the movies. What do you I mean, think, that, Steve? Oh, go ahead. I used this line today with uh, Josh down at the Warren store. With I made a Zach Morris's trash reference and I said, uh, you know, the end of Return of the Jedi is trash too. At least the the updated one. For me, it's um, episode four, putting Jabba there because it really takes away the buildup of who are they talking about? Again, at this point in time, the audience does not know what a hut is. So for you to just put him in there and have Han Solo step, step on his on tail uh, and be like, oh, <laughs> no, that is a bad idea. Don't do that, George. Yeah. Yeah, that's See, a close second for me. I go back and forth between that or just the, all of the stuff that happens with Jabba's palace. I don't like what he did with the Rancor. I hate the musical number that they changed. I was going to say that that person. Really, was, I thought you loved that music. I hate I, it. You have that on uh, a track. The original <laughs> one is is cool. Beta, but that they then yeah. bring back these people. Um, they bring this digital guy in, and he's literally looking into camera. He's screen. It's just so stupid. I almost think that that one's worse than Job and New Hope, because at least Job and New Hope, I can just fast forward it. It's like it never happened. That scene never existed anyway. I just forget it. This is a scene I remember and enjoyed that now he's just been destroyed. Yeah. On the other hand, the scene in Empire or New Hope, seeing Jabba the Hutt walking around or slithering or whatever he does, ruins Jedi. So I almost think the New Hope appearance is worse because it then ruins two other movies. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I, agree. I find it so fascinating that Jabba the Hutt can't move. In the third one, he's so big, everyone carries him around. Yep. I just think, what kind of fear has he instilled in people that they are not only doing everything he says, they're literally keeping him alive. They carry him around, they feed him, they protect him. What kind of horrible things has this guy done to get such loyalty from these people? But when yeah, you see him just him. walking around, it's like, uh, you know, Huts, evidently Huts he could chase people. you. The Jabba scene in uh, Jedi with the new singer with the uh, long-lipped mouth, you know, it, it, that song just grates on me when it's on TV because if we have it on at the shop and it comes on, I start mocking that song because <laughs> it's so terrible. Yeah. And it really does ruin that that scene. It's like, okay, before they – tinkered with it it was it wasn't as good as the cantina scene in the first movie i think but it's definitely worse now once that they messed around with it well it was more still, just, uh, yeah. the ending of jedi to me though is still just like i had told steve last week when we were talking about this i'm like when it was done i didn't expect any other movies it was like star wars is finished you know hey good run what's next right we have got our last category best death we got greedo got obi-wan that poor dude that got choked out i can't remember his name 
guy who came out of light speed too quickly. You know, the first dude that Vader force jokes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you got Jabba getting strangled by Leia. Boba Fett going down into the Sarlacc. Vader and Palpatine. And, and I have one question for you. This, this is another thing that's always bothered me. Why is Vader all of a sudden dying? All, he get, all that happens is his hand gets cut off. And all of a sudden, he can't breathe. He can barely walk. What happened? Why he is he through the fight of his life, Mike? It wasn't understand. No, he's literally <laughs> he's literally going toe to toe with Luke. Luke cuts his hand off, and all of a sudden, he can't breathe. His will to live left him just like Padme. Oh my gosh! Just like which is, Padme, which is the most terrible thing I, about those movies. It's like, why did Padme die? Her will to live ended. Well, maybe maybe Anakin's will to you know will to live left him at the end of. It didn't seem like there's no mention of him being sick or he's going to die. All of a sudden his hand gets cut off and he's going, leave me, Luke. There's no saving me. Like, you know, it's not even a real hand. Right. You know what I mean? Like what happened to him? And that lightsaber cauterizes it. That's what happened with Luke's. I mean, yeah. Yeah. He didn't take it to the chest or anything. It's like, you should be fine. Rub some dirt on it. Let's go. So what do we got for best death? I, uh, Obi-Wan, when he dies, it's still, I think my favorite. And you cry? Did you cry when you saw that the first time? Uh, (laughs) Yes, yes, that's a yes. (laughs) (laughs) It was. Oh, he got he got cut down, and then there's nothing there, and you you know, then your wheels in your head start spinning, going, "Well, where did he go?" And you know, at the time, but I I was very shocked when that happened because I thought he was uh, going to be a bigger part of the movie. You you didn't know he was coming back, but. At the time, you're like, wow, I can't believe they killed that guy off. But Alec Guinness was probably like, good, I'm out of this movie that I didn't want to be in. It made being <laughs> a ghost seem not that great because even, even in Jedi, he's still old and tired. He's got to, like, take a rest on a rock. Yeah. I'm like, what is he <laughs> I'm gonna doing? I'm going to talk to you, Luke. Hold on. I'm going to sit down here. I got, yeah, like, my knees are bothering <laughs> me. Like, you're a ghost. What <laughs> are you doing? My is kicking in again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my back. <laughs> exactly. How about you, Steve? Uh, I'm going to give a shout out to Princess Leia and say the death of Jabba the Hutt is the worst death. <laughs> slash best, I would I would guess. Um, it's the only but, one that I've ever re- re-watched repeatedly. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's such a badass. <laughs> Just like an old school our world, you know. People choke and she choked him in one of the most brutal ways that you could choke someone in a galaxy far far away with him yeah. sticking his tongue out yeah that's <laughs> classic yeah i think i gotta i'm gonna go java also does he I even have even... a throat i mean i know he has a throat but oh it's in there yeah it's just... <laughs> it, yeah i mean it was cool with her rearing back on him in that but you're sitting there going can she really choke this guy out and why doesn't he move just two feet and jump her up you know slug her off but it fit the scene at the time yeah yeah Plus, good I mean, stuff. Come on, yeah. the girl a little, you know. Got to throw her, throw her bone here and there, so to yeah. speak. Establish right. her as more of a a badass in the movies, as opposed to you know just letting her save Han with a right. terrible disguise. And I'm well, pretty sure that's still before we know that they're brother and sister. So yeah, it's not like we can say, well, yeah, she used the force. Well, we mm-hmm. had no idea that she had any force powers. Uh huh. 
and we didn't know until I think eight. Right. Well, I mean, you, you kind of know by the end, you know, a little, well, I guess you could assume that that was all Luke when he communicates with her at the end of Jedi, you could just right. kind of assume that, you know, he did that, but he could have reached out to anybody, I guess. But at that point in time, you're still kind of thinking like maybe Luke and Leia are going to get together. Yeah. It's like the right. best kissing scene. <laughs> Do we want to make that a category? Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> There's only two people. One of them's their brother. <laughs> so yeah, Lucas had the whole idea in his head from the very, very beginning. And he threw that in there because he's a weirdo. Yeah. Right? Or yeah, I don't think he knew. I don't think he had all that figured out quite yet. The Star Wars trilogy is very close to like what happened with the Planet of the Apes movies. You know, they, the first one comes out. It's a powerhouse. It does a lot better than what people think. You think that movie, that's going to be a, a free, you know, a singular movie. And then all of a sudden Hollywood tells you, you got to make a sequel to this or, you know, maybe a, a third one. And like we were talking, if they would have wound up with Lucas thought that Leia was going to be Luke's sister and brother, I don't think he would have had them smooching on each other in the first movie so much, you know, nobody really would have cared, but, uh, they kiss you know, in the, the first play of the, what's that? Do they second. kiss in the first movie? They only kiss the one time in the second, right? Well, in the first movie when, Oh no! Yeah, okay. It's after the, the fight, start. isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, he throws that rope, that. and she's for like, some reason luck. I thought that was at, at the end of five. All right. No, yeah, that's yeah, in yeah. four. Yeah. I'm getting my kissing scenes mixed yeah. up. I'm sorry. They do kiss multiple <laughs> times. I forgot. But I mean, like Planet of the Apes, it's like Charlton Heston in front of the Statue of Liberty. It's like, well, that's a great movie, and then oh, you got to come up with a story for the next one. It's same way with Lucas. Ten years later, it's like, hey, that was great. You better come up with something. How are you going to tie all this together? Well, I guess we can't have them, you know, wind up being brother and sister after they made out a couple times. But full disclosure, I love the Planet of the Apes movies, those I original ones. Even the last ones when they had the fake rubber masks. Those were oh, yeah. Great. Even the terrible ones. The yeah. second one is the worst, I think. But even the three, four, and five, I don't know yeah. why I like them. They're terrible. And they couldn't get anyone besides Roddy McDowell to do a voice. Except what is going on? The second one. He wasn't yeah. in the second one. Yeah, yeah, but he's, <laughs> he's the actor. voice of every character. Yeah. We've done all the categories and everything. So now we're just going to go uh, around and talk about and rank our movies. Don't give us your full ranking. Just give us number three, which is your least favorite. of Return the of the Jedi. Why? I did not like Return of the Jedi when I initially saw it. I watch it now. I, I admire it a little more than what it what before. Um, I tell people it's basically the sequel to The Dark Crystal from the year before. I call it a Jim Henson. I call it a Muppet movie because the first scene of Jabba's Palace, everything looks like it just came from the Muppet show, including the Rancor, including his helper, which they were cool looking in Jabba's thing. But I'm just sitting there going, this is Jim Henson. This is, this is The Dark Crystal. It's not much different. I thought the story was kind of weak. I thought it was pretty anticlimactic. I mean, also when they go on the planet and that and the generator is being protected by four stormtroopers, and I hated the Ewoks. So other than that, I thought it was just a money grab to make toys to sell. I have a problem with the, the stormtroopers when Luke and Leia are chasing them and the stormtroopers whole thing is get to the other stormtroopers, let them know what's happening. Leia, Leia falls off her bike. Luke falls off his bike and the stormtrooper circles back so that Luke can kill him. Mm -hmm. 
Like he, he should have been gone. Just go. Uh, yeah, Your whole thing is you're trying to get away from him. I do go. enjoy that scene. That scene was fun, you know, yeah. to watch. But uh, for me personally, I, I think that's the weakest movie by far. What about you, Steve? Uh, I agree. Uh, six is the weakest. Um, uh, yeah, we get to wrap everything up. The Emperor is, you know, from what we could tell, he's been killed. Um, Vader redeems himself. But it is a little bit of a, you know, cash grab to say we need to build an entirely new planet and introduce all these different uh, aliens and stuff like that, especially the Ewoks. Like, but they do that in every movie. Like, I think they caught on even more so for this one to say we really need to load this with marketing stuff. The Ewoks, I'm not really going to defend that much. Right. They're kind of cool, but they're, nah. They, yeah. yeah. Somehow they've got all of this stuff set up so that they can attack the stormtroopers. You know what I mean? Like, they've got complicated stuff that should have taken months It takes weeks to build. of rigging, yeah. <laughs> yeah. These, the, the, what are the, the two, yeah, like, the two trees. smash. It was like, dozens of logs all piled up that they can wait roll for down that a hill. Yeah. To get right in the right spot. Yeah. Great payoff, but... Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. They should have had a montage of them just like sawing away at logs and stringing yeah. it up. <laughs> right, right, right. That would have been great. I'd love to see that actually. Just a good old fashioned 80s montage of Ewoks building that stuff. Yep. Yeah. The one guy draw the one Ewoks like drawing up the architecture stuff and <laughs> got his, his glasses down and you know what I mean? Like oh, I'm so tired. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Well, this is going to be kind of like uh for me for me this this trilogy I think is very similar to to the Mad Max ones. Um, where like the first is a classic. Mm-hmm. The second one is one of the greatest movies of all time. And I think the third one is pretty underrated. Um, and I'm just gonna, I, I think the, my, my least favorite is the first. Um, it's the one that I wanna rewatch the least. There's just, uh, I'll tell you why. <clears throat> all this better things- be good. And all of the things that I like about You're the characters, man. yeah, I know. <clears throat> not that not the Jedi doesn't have problems. It does. I think, I think uh, New Hope is a is a more consistent movie, definitely. Um, but all of the things that I like about all of the characters—Han, Luke, Leia, even Chewbacca—it's none of those things are there in New Hope. Those characters haven't really been figured out yet. They're just archetypes. You know what I mean? I agree with that. Luke because- is just a star, starry-eyed kid that wants to get out of town. Leia is a plucky damsel in distress. It's not until Empire that all of those relationships start to happen. You like the relationship even between Chewbacca and Han is almost non-existent in New Hope. They're together, but you don't really get any idea of what their relationship is like or anything. So, to me, that one just seems like a really good Flash Gordon. If they hadn't made any of the other movies, it's Flash Gordon, but really, really good. I think all of the things that make it special, that make the trilogy special, come in those other two movies. Even Jedi has some of those moments that additionally sort of build the mythology of the characters that isn't there in New Hope, which I think makes it more interesting, even though it has more flaws. That's fair. And and the plot is a rehash. You can't get over that. You know, it's just, oh, another Death Star. We're going right. to do it again. And we didn't learn not to build 
a generator in the middle of it that can just be shot and the whole thing explodes. Oh, I didn't know you were an engineer, Mike, so. Well, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. What, you know, that goes back to New Hope initially being a, you know, a, a single movie and not a that. And I, I think, you know, a lot of the character development just couldn't happen that quickly in the first one. Like, yeah, you know, like you said, it's almost like it has to not have any of that stuff because they have so much explaining to do. Yeah, they have to explain this mysterious force, the whole universe, the empire, the rebels, all of these relationships and things. So it's almost like this very surface level movie that like I get it. That's it's almost to me. That's the setup for the next two, even though the third is flawed. But we will all agree, if you've seen it, that the worst one is actually the uh, Christmas special. Yeah, <laughs> that's not even, oh, come on. Okay, so, Greg, number two. Number two. I hate being a cliche, but New Hope's my number two. You know, which obviously, then Empire's my top movie i mean if that's New what Hope was your first one i'd say you're just clouded by nostalgia yes <laughs> yeah but they rerun these movies even though everyone probably has them on dvd but when they're on tv i watch them every time or you know if it's a saturday or sunday and i'm in the store and it's like i'm checking it's like well tnt's got a star wars you know uh, marathon going on i'm gonna watch them all again and i usually do and i've <laughs> New Hope is really climbing close to Empire as I rewatch it going, man, I really enjoy Darth Vader, you know, and the the end scene and, and uh, Obi-Wan, just seeing Alec Guinness do something I know he didn't wind up wanting to admit that he did, but I mean, the guy's a brilliant actor. And, you know, mm -hmm. the beginning of Han and Chewie and all that. Um, but yeah, number two by a smidgen, I put New Hope. Yeah, same. New Hope is uh, my second pick. I mean, there, there's not much more to say to it. Uh, yeah, see, I have uh, Jedi as my second favorite. Again, mm -hmm. like, like for all the reasons that I just talked about. Right. <clears throat> I, I happen to think that that whole sequence at, at Jabba's Palace is just awesome. I think if that movie could have kept up that pace, I think that would have been great. Mm. I'm there. It does start to drag once they get to that, the, the moon of Endor and the Ewoks show up. It's a little bit like, okay, come on. <laughs> so you think the, the Jabba scene saved that movie to put it above New Hope? Uh, well, again, it's not, it's not necessarily that that scene's so much better than anything in New Hope. It's that- It is a great scene. It is a great scene, but, but uh, all of the stuff that's, I always liked, I always appreciated the humor and everything. And other than maybe Han chasing the- uh, the stormtroopers and then running back when he realizes how many of them there are. There's not a lot of humor in new hope. Like his, mm -hmm. his humor hasn't settled in. None of the interplay between he and Leia is there. None of the, you know, none of the relationships are really formed. So it, all of my favorite moments with the characters are kind Our of in the other two movies, even though Jedi is, is as flawed as it is. Right. It's a fair assessment. Yeah. And I just love the closure. I love finally seeing the emperor. I love seeing like, who are these red guys? Imperial where, guards, where yeah. Coming? You know, they're only in those two scenes. I love that whole thing. It's just, you didn't even know that that was going to happen in New Hope. And all of a sudden there's this guy and 
he has powers and takes a long time to kill Luke. Like your force lightning is, <laughs> might want to up the amperage there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, you got to draw it out. It's suspenseful. I'm just saying, get this over a bucket with. of water. Uh, I was going to throw him out a window like he did Mace, but. <laughs> <laughs> is, that, is that the same no that they added in there too for Darth Vader? Is that, did they just take the audio no. from the end of, uh, I don't believe so at all. So I guess we we've got a clean sweep. We all agree that Empire Strikes Back is the best. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Well, Greg, tell us, did you get to see Empire Strikes Back without knowing what was going to happen? Yes. Yeah. I was, I was in a, another comic book store before I went and saw that movie back in 1980. And, you know, everyone was doing the same thing we do now 40 years later by, you know, conjecturing what was going to happen and that. And, everyone was talking about who Luke's father was and 13 or 14 at the time. And I just blurt out Boba Fett. So all the adults started laughing at me, you know, they're like, why do you think Boba Fett would be his father? But I had no idea going in. It was a, you know, it was a shock. And like I saw on a looper video last night, he actually goes, no, I am your father. It's not Luke. I am your father. Cause everyone gets it wrong. Initially. Yeah. Everyone thought, who, like parodies. It. It's just, yeah. They say, you know, Luke, he never says Luke. Luke. You thought Luke Boba says, Fett was going to be his father? <laughs> yeah. What did you say? That's what no, you said? The line at the end of the movie is not, Luke, I am your father. It's, no, right. I am your father. But, but I mean, back yeah, in the day, you thought that Boba Fett was going to be Luke's yeah, dad? Yeah, for some reason, this is before I saw the movie. I just randomly blurted out Boba Fett. That was, was your he even in the? Was he in New Hope? Yeah. He was? No, he wasn't in New Hope. But Oh, okay. Yeah. They, they had talked about you know, since he was in the Christmas special about how this bounty hunter was going to be in this other movie. And I'm like, well, if he wasn't in the first movie, then they'll secretly make him uh, his father in the second movie. But I just, that movie blew me away. I mean, especially the the one scene when they go inside the uh, monster with the Millennium Falcon, you know, this thing's moving, you know, you just sit there and you see the effect of the thing coming out of the ground, trying to grab the Millennium Falcon. But I mean, Lando was a great character. Uh, the opening scene's fantastic. I mean, I love the Battle of Hoth. It's 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 really, really, really good. And then, uh, you know, just the whole ending scene of that. And then you come out of the movie going, well, we get at least one more movie out of this. So you have a, even though it's a sad, somber ending, it's still, wow, okay. I'm a Star Wars fan. I get another Star Wars movie because I can't. Like we talked about, they're not going to end it on that note. And as sad as it was, you're kind of hyped to, you know, be left hanging, not yep. knowing or what is going on. Is he, you know, is this, is he lying to like manipulate him? You know, you just, it was up in the air still. Oh yeah. It's the best. How have we not talked about Yoda yet? Nobody's mentioned Yoda at all. It has Yoda in it. Yeah. It's gotta be, you know what I mean? Frank Oz is a genius, you know, he still is. And then this is... It's the second best role to the parole officer in Trading Places. What? Gives uh, Dan Aykroyd back his money. What's this? No Miss Piggy PCP. love? Yeah. yeah. What about Miss Piggy? Come on. Oh, yeah, of course, Miss Piggy. But... Now, Greg, you might know this, um, but I looked around and somewhere I saw that, I guess, Lucas, his original idea for Yoda was that they were going to actually take a monkey a live monkey and dress it up and that that was going to be Yoda. And I guess they actually what? did this. 
Well, like Lancelot League, Private Chimp. Yeah. That TV show from the late 60s, early 70s, where they just had chimpanzees dressed in human clothes and just throwing stuff around. And Right. Oh, my God. That would but be obviously it was a disaster. Terrible. It didn't work. <laughs> and then I guess they shopped around for voices for Yoda, even after they um, brought Frank Oz on to do the puppet. They still didn't, he still didn't want Oz to do the voice. I'm surprised that Lucas never uh, marketed the stew that he made for Luke initially before he told him he was Yoda. You know, here's Yoda's stew. Yeah. You know, Luke takes the bite. And, Good, isn't it? And you're like, yeah. no. Uh -huh. Here's those Campbell's sausages. Soup. Whatever yeah. Luke was, this it can't be any worse than those sausages <laughs> Luke was eating. Those are disgusting. <laughs> yeah. And then, um, interesting note, we kind of live... Well, it's 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 sort of tenuous, but sort of near where some people consider the birthplace of Yoda to be. Do you know about that, Greg? No. Uh, um, what's her I name? Might. Lee Brackett, who basically wrote the Yoda character. Um, she died right after she wrote the first draft of Empire Strikes Back, basically invented the Yoda character. Lucas came up with the idea, but she wrote mm -hmm. it. Um, but she's, I guess, from Kinsmen. And uh, if you go huh. there, she she was neighbors. You know what? I do remember somebody telling me about that. Yeah. There, there's like an old soda shop that's up there. And the owners of it lived across the street from her or next door to her. So they kind of consider them. They have some Yoda memorabilia up there. And they, they kind of say they're the birthplace of Yoda. Oh, that's awesome. It's like uh, the gentleman that was from Austin Town that was E.T. in the movies, Pat Bylon. Yeah. Actually, you know, he was in the costume, you know, for that. And. I met him once at a local comic shop back in like 1982, right when E.T. came out, you know, because he was still, but hey, we got Yoda and E.T. coming from Trumbull, Mahoning County. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's not bad. Yeah. And Dave Grohl. And Dave Grohl. <laughs> exactly. Representing. Yeah, representing. Once we all get become famous, yeah, we'll uh, be there. I'm too old for that. <laughs> oh, there's still time. Only if I kill somebody. Yeah, you'd have to do something. Yeah, <laughs> you got to go to the dark side. <laughs> yeah, I will have to go to the dark side. Okay, well, here we go. We'll tally these up. Who, who has any guesses on, on what won the most categories? It wasn't even close. It's probably six. It has to be. It's Jedi. Yeah. Jedi took four, and both of the other movies only took one. One yeah. each. Yeah. Surprisingly. Who got, um, New Hope won best ending and lightsaber fight went to Empire Strikes Back. Other than that, Jedi won all of the categories. I think it was stacked. Yeah, this is again, this is a good example of where as plays to the categories. Best Some movie them, with Ewoks. No, no, no. <laughs> Some of them I didn't count though, like like you know, um Best Ship didn't really influence anything. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. But Stuff like that. But I mean, out of all three movies, I think two of the most iconic scenes are the end of New Hope and the, you know, lightsaber battle between Luke and Vader and Empire Strikes Back. I mean, when you look over and, and, and think about it, it's like, wow, those two actually really stick out in my mind, you know, personally as two, two of the better scenes overall in that. But I just didn't like the fact that they would have like a scene one and a scene two in all these movies. You know, they just, you know, like after they killed off Jabba in the third movie, you know, we've, okay, now we're going to get to the actual crux of what's going on, 
you know, with the empire and stuff like that. Same way with empire, you got the battle of Hoth and then, okay, we're going to move along into this other thing, as opposed to just one movie dealing with one specific topic. But yeah, I mean, it, right. it doesn't detract, but it's like they had this formula and they've always kind of stuck with it. I mean, how many times can you blow up something, you know, like, Back in 2015, when the new one come out, everyone's raving about, boy, that was one of the best movies. I'm like, it's the same plot as two of the, you know, three movies. I'm like, we yeah. waited 15 years for this? Right. But now it's a uh, planet. Yeah, it's a planet. Yeah. <laughs> it's a Death Star. Right. I'm like, come on. They, <laughs> Lucas sells the rights and the new, the new people come up with the exact same thing. And I'm like, I, I kind of half rolled my eyes. It was great to see that movie, but it was like nothing new. I mean, then you get these guys like trying to use semantics, like, well, this is where it was different. I'm like, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> to you it is, to me it's not, but. My money, the best one since, since episode six has been Rogue One. That's my favorite since, since Love Rogue that movie. One. It's a great movie, yeah. Yeah. I right. love that movie. And the first time I saw that, I'm sitting there, the last 10 minutes, like, where's this movie going to wind up at? You know, what, what's going to happen? And then Hold that on. last scene happens. <laughs> that last scene happens, and I'm just like, wow. You know, yeah. they, they, they really, that's a, it, it just left me speechless. It was so good. Yeah. And I watch it on TV, and I still get goosebumps sometimes, you know, when you start seeing that lightsaber just flipping around and all these guys just laying down and dying, and you're like, Okay, they open the door up and with Leia just standing there and she, you know, hope and you're just like, oh. We are in episode four, right? Yeah, now. we're in episode four. This right is awesome. Now. <laughs> yeah. My daughter has never seen Rogue One, but she's seen me watch that scene because every once in a while I'll just turn that scene on. She loves that scene. She might be oh, it's, it's a fantastic. I even like solo. I don't, you know, a lot of people gave a crap, but I I thought as a non-star wars just movie movie it was it was it was decent but oh yeah well greg you voted for uh new hope most of the time five to t five to one for each of the others steve you went with jedi four categories for jedi one for new hope and two for empire okay i didn't have anything for new hope i had two for empire and five for jedi oh wow yeah i'm sorry that's all right <laughs> I don't like New Hope, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. Uh, closing thoughts. Anything else before we go? I don't understand why Disney doesn't just re-release the original movies. Yeah, the OG. They would make a awesome. trillion dollars. Oh, yeah. Disney, if you're listening, yeah. hear us out. Well, look how much thought of that, right? Look how much extra money Lucas made in the 90s when he, you know, did a couple things and re-released. I mean, they, those, every time I went, the place was packed. Although I will say one of the great all-time disappointments of my life was going to see Phantom Menace. It's one of all time. Oh, it was. No, it's one of the, it's definitely top 10 disappointing moments of my entire life. Yeah. I, my, my then girlfriend, now wife, not familiar with Star Wars at all. I hyped this so much. <laughs> And I took her to this thing, and this is going to be great. And everyone there's pumped up for it. Everyone's talk. Everyone's there to see that movie. Da -da! And everyone's like, ah! 
You know what I mean? Oh my gosh, it's the crawl, it's the score. And then it just like that first scene was just so <sighs> mind boggling. Yeah. It's like, who are these two Jedi? Okay, one's Obi-Wan, and then it's like Trade Federation, and you're like, what's going on? I was lost the first 20 minutes of that movie. I rewatch yeah. it now going, maybe I missed something the first time around. No. At some point, I do remember I just had to go like, I'm sorry. Yes. <laughs> this is not as good as the other ones. Trust me. We'll watch the other ones. They're much better. <laughs> but then Darth Maul showed up, and you were like, all right. He's the best part. He's yeah. cool. Yeah. They and hyped he him up, killed. and he's in the movie for three minutes. Yeah. yeah. They really, all the commercials back then, yep. it was him. He did the, the thing, and then both blades came out, and you're like, oh, no. This is going to be like a bad dude. And he's awesome. He's terrific. Oh, he's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. What one day we should do what uh which gets really complicated is like who's the rank the Jedi's, you know what I mean? Or just the force users. Sure. Because it gets so convoluted because you sit there and you go, well, Anakin's supposed to be the greatest of all time, but Luke apparently beat him. So maybe Luke's better than he is. But Luke can't be that good, right? Darth Maul sure I'm, looks like he could take Luke, of. right? But yeah. then Obi-Wan beat him, but Darth Vader beat him. It just gets messy, you know? Yeah. yeah it, it, like in Clones when Mace Windu's wiping everybody up, and mm. you're thinking, this guy's a, you know, this guy's yeah. awesome. Yeah. All right. I think we're calling it. Thank you very much for coming in, Greg. No we problem. Thank you it. for having me. When, uh, when we never, ever do the other Star Wars trilogies, we'll have you back. <laughs> I, I just want to say... These movies, for somebody my age, were just so magical. And, I mean, they really changed Hollywood after that first movie came out. I mean, so the only other science fiction movie you had that had any type of run back then that wasn't a monster movie was 2001, A Space Odyssey. And that movie is so diametrically different than the Star Wars movies, as opposed, you know, it's more of an opera as opposed to a cowboy movie. But then it pushed Hollywood to put more science fiction stuff out there. You, you know, you had the Star Trek TV show, but that was camp just like the Batman TV show. I mean, I love the original Star Trek movies or uh, TV show. The movies itself didn't get good until number two and then four was good. And then the rest of them were kind of here and there, but what? No, no love for search for Spock. Come on, man. <sighs> yeah. The guy, from, <laughs> the guy from square pegs was great. I don't know who you're talking about. I like uh, like the one who played Kirk's, the, what, the curly-haired guy. Oh, he wound okay. up dying in like 1989. He was on a TV show called Square Pegs. Uh, and, I don't uh, remember that one, but I know who you're talking about. Totally. But, uh, I mean, you saw just a whole new generation of ideas and things to come out to where guys like me who listened to rock and roll and played Dungeons and Dragons or read comic books and you had another something come out that was, you know, popular, just like the cowboy movies that came out in the 50s you know the tarzan movies we had our own thing to where we could talk about this kind of stuff and it was an actual something you could look forward to as opposed to self gratification right now by picking up a phone you know it's like wow we've got a star wars movie coming out in like two years and then oh you had the indiana jones movies comes out come out and that and i mean as much much guff that lucas got for these films you know you got to give the guy credit him and spielberg i mean they changed everything for us nerds to watch and listen to the last 45 years and god bless them and you know i don't agree with the south park where they 
you know. <laughs> We're not going to get into that. We can't. <laughs> but, I mean, it, it, it's life-changing. I don't know what my life would be without Star Wars. They just yeah. think about it. You know, I, it, even not e doing the line of business that I, that I do, it's just something that's there. And I think we give it a pass because we think so fondly of it. Because if you really look critically at some of these movies, eh, they're not as, you know, they're not great cinema, so to speak. But they entertained us. And, you know, now you got a whole new generation of kids in that coming into this, it, where you thought it was going to be dead in 1983. Real quick, and I know I, I say that all the time, I had a friend and her husband go up to Mike's in Kent three days ago. And she's like, hey, what should I order there? I go, well, the menu there is like 42 pages. And she's like, okay, thanks for the info. I said, Roger that, Gold Leader. And she's like, who's Roger that? And who, who is Gold Leader? I go, you know, he flew the X-Wings in the Star Wars movie. And she's like, what's an X-Wing? I go, weren't you at Mike's <laughs> and Kent? She goes, yeah. I go, the whole point anyone goes there is not for the food. It's to go see the spaceship out front and she had right. no idea what i was talking about till i sent her a picture of the thing going you know that big thing out front of the restaurant that's the next wing she's like oh i've never seen star wars and i'm thinking she think it was from world war ii two or something <laughs> yeah i'm like wait, wait, the vietnam war you know or something like yeah. that it was part of watergate that was just like there's still people out there that are quasi oblivious to you know the stuff where to us it's like if you wrote a book it's like here's the chapter on star wars but i was just laughing like Marianne, how do you not know what an X-Wing is? Or, yeah, well, I've never seen those movies. And I'm thinking, they're on TV every two weeks. <laughs> no, you use it as shorthand to have other conversations. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like, if you don't, if you don't understand these movies and aren't int intimately aware of Indiana Jones and, uh, you know, Star Wars or Back to the Future or something like I almost can't talk to you because I'm only going to talk. You have to understand <laughs> those things in order to get what I'm saying. Right. Yeah, it's if you like, don't understand the references, we're speaking Here's a quote from Caddyshack. Well, I've never seen that, you know, and it's like, well, well I then can't I'm not you your friend. Right. <laughs> yeah. Listen to Chevy Chase, go take some drugs and watch Caddyshack. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you take drugs, Danny, every day, good. <laughs> Fantastic. Thanks for coming, Greg. It was a pleasure. Thanks for having me. Uh, this is episode three. There are other episodes of Better Than You Remember. We've got ranking the Indiana Jones movies. We've got uh, Tony Marr and I talking about Big Trouble in Little China. You like Big Trouble in Little China, Greg? Yeah, it's fantastic. Not, movie. It's not one that I've seen a hundred times, but it's you know, I do you remember. You should check it out. Kurt Russell's amazing. It's the best Kurt Russell performance of all time. Tango and Cash coming in a close second. Um, but be sure to like, subscribe, click the little bell for notifications. If you're watching us on YouTube, this is going to be a podcast. It's going to be up on Apple and all of that stuff soon. So maybe it's there. I don't know when you're watching this, but it might be there now. So check us out for that also. Uh, thanks again, Greg. Thanks again, Steve. And we'll see you guys all next time.